It's episode 69 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Jevin LeFave. You can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LeFave, on Twitter at Jevin LeFave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Left Side Heavy underscore. Be sure to head to the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Left Side Heavy, catch clips of the podcast and full episodes of the podcast. Today, I'm welcoming on fellow classmate now in the radio arts and entertainment program at bcit yeah emil emil tracy how's it going man i'm doing good i'm doing good man how are you doing just keeping up with school and stuff you know how it is oh buddy i know we can relate to that in some way right so (laughs) for sure what got you into radio i mean i don't know man i just love sports and i've just been working since i got out of high school graduated and was going around. I worked at the airport, worked at the ferry terminal. I like doing it and stuff, but I just found I have such a passion for, for hockey and sports and NBA and all that kind of stuff. And I love talking yeah. about it. So might as well uh, study something I love. And, and this is where we are now, right? We're, we're on this journey together now. Exactly, bro. Yeah. I, uh, I was the same way. I liked my brother-in-laws, my sister's fiance, my friends, like we all like, talking about it and i took a part-time sports broadcasting class last year and it was just yeah it was with brian it was like one day a week yeah it was all online for like three months and i was like hey this is fire like we had guests on every single week from like sportsnet and it was just it was just sweet and i talked with brian after a class once and i asked him about i'm like what do i gotta do further because yeah because yeah, this is fun and he's like well there's a couple program you have like two to choose from like online journalism and broadcasting or the radio arts and entertainment yeah. one which i yeah. teach in i'm like okay like i'll look into it and all the programs was like it was fire like it was yeah it was like, so cool e- even just looking like when i was looking for something in like what i wanted to get into when i went to bcit and saw the radio arts and entertainment literally the video they show you on their page is like a guy from Sportsnet talking and he's like you have to take this course it's great it'll get you in the field and I was like this is kind of what I want to get into so it was like perfect motivation for me to just sign up and do it and it's where we are now right exactly and yeah because he said Dan Murphy from Sportsnet he took radio arts there's a few people on like News 1130 who took radio arts and I'm like okay I'll just do this and then you know you know Caroline Cameron from Sportsnet no, but uh, I'll like, look her up now. But yeah, she's like uh, one of the hosts, and oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's the one who does like hockey night in Canada stuff now, right? Yeah, and she was a guest on um our one of our classes, and yeah. she said like what you got to do to like help yourself is just a practice, whether that's a podcast and YouTube channel, watching a game and doing it yourself. Yeah. As soon as she said that, that's when I ordered my first set of mics and started this. And I started yeah. it like, and I started it that night with my buddy. That's sweet. And, and set it up, and we're off and running. And yeah, so it's kind of a cool thing. But yeah, you just said you're on episode almost seventy, episode seventy now, almost sixty nine. Yeah, I have seventy recorded, and that's going up on Friday. So, but yeah, we're like that's, that, that's a good amount of episodes already, man. So I just realized. I just realized we're. I'm a year in. So 
two days ago that's crazy ago i hit a year i just realized that it came up on me i knew it was coming up i just didn't realize yeah (laughs) two days ago we hit a year so So, let's go man let's yeah so it's it's pretty crazy (laughs) but uh you keep up with nhl what uh when did you first start watching hockey the nhl and like getting into it Oh, dude, I remember when I was, like, five years old, like, just watching the NHL. You know, you're, play, you're playing with your mini sticks. You're watching the game with your dad, and you're just you're, you're just watching it. I mean, I didn't really yeah. understand everything that was going on, obviously, right, all the analytics and all the statistics behind it, but just watching the game. I started skating when I was, like, four years old, so I've been around hockey all my life, so it's just something that it's built into me now, you know? So it's it's so hard for me not to watch it, especially, watch, especially now that we have a team. I mean, the Canucks – we could talk about that later, but just being able to have a team, hometown team to watch. And yeah, it's just great. You know, no, I'm the same way. I, I played soccer when I was like six and then I was, it's, it's, I always laugh whenever I tell a story, but it was like a really cold and rainy day. Yeah. And like right after my soccer game, I got, I'm like, okay, no, I don't want to play this anymore. Like this sucks. Like I, I hate this. Yeah. And I was like, dad, like, I, I just don't want to play anymore. He's like, okay, like, do you want to play any other thing? And I'm like, I want to try hockey. And like, I just went into another cold sport, like where it's. At least it's controlled, right? Yeah. 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 I know what to expect now with soccer. It's like, I wake up and whatever it is, I'm like, Pah. yeah. But no, yeah, I just went to lessons and I just started skating when I was seven. I was terrible. And then I just like, I, I was hooked on it ever since. Oh yeah. Dude. Also just like after playing hockey and then like, you're done my midget career or whatever, like my junior, whatever you want to say, like, yeah, it, it's so sad looking back at like hockey memories and stuff. Now it's like, you got beer league, obviously now that you can play, but like minor hockey is just, it, it's such a blessing, dude. You don't realize it when you're playing, but I know after it's done, you're like, wow, like I really miss this. Like, no, that's such a good point. And just watching it. It's, it's like, I, just, I, just, I like, I, I need to, on. yeah, I need to get back on. I know I it's, it's on. so fun, man. So fun. So this season overall of the NHL, I feel like there's been some players that have been surprising us some teams that have surprised us, some yeah. teams that have disappointed us. We are kind of going through that right now, <laughs> Yeah. but what were your thoughts going into the season and up to this point? Has it changed? Has it lived up to your thoughts going into it? Or has it? I'd say it's it's very different, to be honest with you, from what I was thinking. Especially since I'm like, I'm a Canucks first guy, but I'm, yeah. I'm a Habs fan because my dad's from Quebec, right? So yeah. watching that, that miracle run almost where they went to the finals last year against Tampa, I was like, wow, this team looks unreal. Like, actually, they didn't look bad. They beat yeah. Vegas. They beat some tough teams, right? They swept yeah. the Jets. They beat you know, the Maple Leafs in seven. And I was like, this is a good team. And then this year they, they are off to such a bad start. Like Caulfield got sent down to the minors. Like who expected that people were yeah. saying that guy was going to be like rookie of the year this year and stuff. Man. So it's just tough to, to put, and also the Canucks too. Like I thought they, with all the moves they made in this, in the, in the summer, like they were going to be able to, to, you know, kind of start off on a good foot and it's been a bit tough, but it's all you watch guys like Edmonton. Those guys are just so quick. Avalanche. I feel like the game's changed. It's all it's it's so fast. Like you watch these guys, and it's like McDavid, like the two goals he scored this year, but just the way he plays the game. It's unbelievable. It's it's the game's changing. It's because yeah. it's it's just so fast paced. Like 
defenseman, you can't be slow anymore. You can't. No. If you have a slow defenseman, like, I mean, we can see that with the Canucks right now. Like, you got to have quick defensemen because these forwards are coming at you full speed ahead. Yeah. And I feel like Montreal, I mean, these are teams that I watch, but Montreal Canucks are paying the price for having a bit of a slower decor. Not as young of a decor as you'd want. You know what I mean? No, that's exactly it. So, yeah, that's how I see the, the league's just changing. But, I mean, look at Vegas right now. They made that big change with Jack Eichel, and they're now starting to roll. And you can only imagine when Jack Eichel joins that group, like what they're going to yeah. be like, man. So, like, it almost like the Jack Eichel trade sparked something. Oh, yeah. Like, because because sure. Vegas, I'm not really blaming them for anything. It, my perspective on them hasn't changed with no. where they're at. No. Because they've, like, the injuries that they've gotten. I mean, like, Marsha So now is on IR. Carlson's out for, like, a couple of months with a broken foot. Stone was injured. Pacioretty's injured. Like, yeah. they've just been plagued with injuries. Yeah. And it it's just super tough. And obviously, the Eichel trade is massive. But, I mean, they traded Tuck. And it's a big part of their... I would say he's a huge part when they make it into the playoffs. He's a huge yeah, guy in the playoffs yeah, or something. Exactly. So, they trade him. They don't wait till Jack Eichel's healthy to send him off. Like he's gone right away, so they're yeah. already down. Like Eichel and and Tuck as well. And Tuck, yeah, exactly. Like they don't have him anymore, so they've just been. It's just been a weird year for them. Yeah, but I mean, I think they're still. I I still think they're the best team in the Pacific. Yeah, I w- I would I would agree with that. Yeah. But but no, like this year, like going into it, I thought there was a few chalk teams that were like taking some divisions. Like I just. I just thought like a lot of the teams would live up to their hype. Yeah. Well, this but... start this start to the season's been weird. Like just yeah. the start of it. It's like exactly there's been a lot of like unbeaten teams, a couple of them, and then there's t- some teams that can barely squeeze by a regulation win. And it's like, yeah. but they're still there, right? Like Montreal literally made it to the finals last year, and they're dead last almost, right? And it's like what happened but it's just yeah. it, injuries like i mean you gotta admit like they lost their leadership group throughout the summer right like carrie price and shea weber like he might not even play ever again so it's like yeah. that could take a huge hit to the team but it's like look at look at vegas they got a bunch of guys injured they got i mean patcheretti's their guy right stone's their guy and they don't have him but they're still competing right now so you just got to find a way yeah it's it's tough because that almost that just like sucks the air out of the room when you don't have those guys in. And that plays a huge oh, yeah. part into oh, yeah. a team success is just like not having your guys there, but yeah. how the, so price is set to come back soon because Hopefully, this, yeah. just the um, players assistant program that he was missing time with, but it was also, he was like suffering from injuries, like within with his knee and stuff. Oh yeah. How much of a difference does he play once he returns assuming he's fully healthy i mean what does that do to a team right when you have the guy that you can rely on almost every game yeah right like he's the guy for them montreal it's carry price like when you think of montreal canadians there's no other guy i mean there's other guys that obviously score them goals and stuff there's guys like josh anderson nick suzuki and stuff like that but the guy for that team is is Carey Price. And I would even say the second guy on that team would be Shea Weber, and he's gone. So it's like, what do you do? That's a huge hit to your locker room, and we know because we've played. The locker room is probably the biggest part of it. 
right? If you have a bad locker room, you're not going to be able to gel on the ice and there's going to be nothing, nothing there for anyone to, you know, like bounce back off of or any kind of like brotherhood. And you need that. So it's like, obviously with those guys missing, there's, there's a little bit of a leadership. Yeah. I feel like Gallagher's got to step up a bit. No. Yeah, I agree. He's like their second guy. And I'd say Ben Sherratt is a good defenseman for them, but he's also got to pick up the leadership, but no one's going to be captain until Carey Price comes back. That's just the way it is. But when he, when he comes back, their team will have some readjusting to do because they've been playing a couple of games without him, obviously. Right. Like a decent amount of games. Right. So they'll have to come back to themselves and be like, okay, we got our guy back, but it's also how is Carey Price going to be when he comes back? Right. Is he going to be the same guy? Yeah. Like who knows, right? Because just... last season, he was struggling in the regular season, and then obviously we saw his playoff performance. He, it would have been the most, like, unanimous uh, oh, easily. Conn Smythe award in oh NHL God. history. If, oh, my God, yeah. If uh, Montreal won. But you got to wonder if, like, that knee was kind of taken into effect during his regular season. Like, you never know yeah, when never... he, like, you never know when he injured that. And for missing Weber and Price. Like, those are huge names, yeah. man. Those yeah. are guys that played in the 2010 Olympic team. Like, they won yeah. both. Like, those are huge names still. Like, yeah. like Weber, you see, because, yeah, he's hurt. He's going to be, he's probably with the team, like, either whenever they're playing home games or when he's traveling with them. You just never know. Like, if he's in yeah. the dressing room, he can still be there and, like, either giving pregame speeches or whatever. But when you're missing him on the bench, that's when a team mostly needs him. Oh, yeah. To pick up between pick up a player's, like, morale he's, between shifts. Between, he's a, he's yeah. just a workhorse, though, man. Yeah. So when you're missing that leadership in-game, it's, it's huge to a huge. team who, like, needs a pick-me-up, whether it's during a timeout or anything, because a coach can only do so much. I, oh feel, like, yeah. I feel like at that point, like, Weber just – Okay, like kick rocks coach, like whatever. I'll take it oh, from yeah. here. Oh, the yeah. players listen more because he's also playing an impact on the ice as well. Well, he's been so, there too. Like he's he's not yeah. it's not like he's new to the league, like he's experienced all this stuff before. Exactly. And it's just it was so tough though watching him and Price not being able to win the cup last year because they I know they, like they, they were so close, man. I know, man. <laughs> it was so, yeah, dude. It's it's okay though, but it's tough, tough to watch. Very tough. The Canucks. The Canucks, man. Good game on Friday. <laughs> Good game on Friday. We uh, got the win in regulation. It was regulation. Regulation three two. Regulation three two. I went to the game versus Dallas. That's the game they won. And boy, that was that was a fun game. That was a fun game. We 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 beat them six three. We finally we scored like three power play goals. Oh right, that was the it game. They're on fire. They're yeah, on fire. Yeah. It was it was a great game to go to. And this that game was almost seen like okay, we're taking a step in the right direction now. We finally got the ball rolling. And then I think they went on a five game skid. So, <laughs> so <laughs> oh my god, let's see how they did. So that, so that might be on me a little bit, but. What were your expectations going into the season for the Canucks? Well, what are they every year, man? Like you, we, make, we make moves and then, you know, you expect something, but you don't, you can't expect it right away, obviously. Right. You can't expect them to be the best team in the league right away. They need to gel as a team. And that's what I think is playing a big part in their 
success right now is just how many guys they're missing from, you know, like years before and just like the new guys having to kind of almost create a culture, dude. Like they have kind of a task at hand, you know, like all these guys got to find a way to gel together and it's not easy, but I'd say they've had good signs of life. Like last night, man, like that was not a bad game. No, it wasn't. Like if we were like in a, in a in a 500 season, like that's a loss that you're like, ah oh, man, like that's all right. But now we're, we've been losing too many games. It's like we gotta get that win. We have to get a win. Like yeah, that. when you get 40 shots on net, you need to find a way to put it. Oh my god, back. how many posts, man? Five posts five, last night. Five. five posts, and then we 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 had like there was a couple shifts like that. Paul Colson, like Pedersen, Garlin line, like that. That one shift was. I was probably probably the best of the season. I think when I was watching that shift, I was like, how does they, how do they not score, man? Like they had so many chances. They had like three, four chances just to score alone. Flurry's just diving all over the ice, man. I mean, it's flurry, right? Like he's, he's getting older, but he's still flurry, right? He's got his luck. He's got his luck. Talking about flurry. And we'll like quickly go back to the Canucks, but one quick thing he was on, like he started the season, like, poorly man like he didn't win he, i think he was part of an was, overtime loss in the first seven starts but he didn't get a win i think he was like oh six and one in his first jeez like he was yeah. bad and to bring it to fantasy he was my first goalie picked oh and, my goodness eh? but I, I i kept with it i'm like he's he's gonna pick oh. it up soon the good fantasy and, players know to never, yeah. you know, you just gotta never let it play drop. out. Let it play out a bit. Let yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it's early. There's a lot of hockey to play. Absolutely. And I think ever since they fired their coach, things just turned around for him, and yeah. even the Blackhawks in general. Like they've just been playing I agree. better. And oh, now I sure. think now I think Fleury's four straight wins, including the shutout. Like he's been playing a lot better now. That was a big shutout but yesterday too. Like that's was. a great shutout. That's like you said, forty plus shots. I think, right? Like yeah. that's that's not a that's a lot of shots to take in a game. Like that's 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 a big shutout for Flurry. And you know what? They might start rolling now, but the Blackhawks, you know, they're just a great team. But they just had a bad start to the season as well, right? Yeah, like they can relate to the Canucks in a way. Yeah. Like, no, I think Canucks and Blackhawks, you can kind of put them in the same category. It's just like disappointing teams, but like good on paper. Oh, for sure. But yeah, the Canucks. What do they need to obviously this uh kind of an obvious question, but what do we need to do to kind of get ourselves back in the right direction? Because there's a lot of things that need to happen, but like uh there's yeah, there's like there's just effort all around, like just PK power play. I think some guys just need to start performing to their fullest like ability. Yeah, because there's so much talent on this team, man. Like when you actually look at it, like we got some guys that like can play hockey like 125%, like can play day in and day out. But I think it's just, we got to find the, the we got to put the puzzle pieces together and figure out a way where we can gel a couple wins in a row, like two, three, four wins in a row and just kind of start rolling a bit. And I think that just starts with a spark. There needs to be some sort of spark. I don't know if it's, we need to get a guy who can fight because we don't really have that on our team, man. We like lost- that's one. We lost McEwen and Gadjevich to waivers, and those are two guys who can step in and fight and play physical. But for right? some reason, we decided to sign Chase on for yeah. dumb, for some dumb reason and let go of McEwen, who's like Chase on like two hundred thousand dollars 
more expensive. But letting go of McEwen was the dumbest thing this organization's done in the past couple of years. Because I completely agree with you. He's never going to cost more than like a million bucks. Like he's just not that type of he's, player. He's, he's a go-to, go-to fourth line guy. You can even play third line minutes if you if you need him. Yeah. And, and you know what? He's tough. He is tough. He's the only guy who would step in and fight someone if and, yeah. and like if someone were to hit like last year, Forbert, when he like ragdolled Hoglander for no reason. Next yeah. game, McEwen when he first saw Horbert drop the yeah. gloves and beat the let like ever living <laughs> crap out of him. Yeah. Well, dude, like when we played Philly. McEwen fought like who did he fight on our team? I forgot who it was. Luke, but he, Luke Shen. Yeah, he fought Shen, and then he's like fired up. Yeah, and it's like it's just a big, pretty much just a big middle finger to the Canucks bench, saying like you got rid of me. Look at me now. Yeah, like, it was it was one of the dumbest things that this team has done because and we need guys like that because we exactly. have exactly what if, what if a guy goes out and just you know like I mean a couple of nights ago when Hughes got leveled by some guy from Colorado and he takes a dumb penalty instead of taking a penalty like that we could have had a guy actually take care of business you know what I yeah. mean instead of Hughes having to defend himself and break his stick over this guy's shoulders like it's just it's not what, what they do after that they scored a power play goal and that's how we lost the game in my opinion like it was 2-1 and then we took some stupid discipline penalties and that's the way it is right yeah Canucks need some edge and we had we, some of it but we like think, like think about the years when we were doing good man we had guys like kevin biexa ryan yeah. kessler guys that can lapierre lapierre Rafi torres yeah we had guys that can you know like they can play hockey but if you're gonna screw around with one of our top guys like you're not gonna get away with it and i feel exactly. like a lot of teams i feel like a lot of teams nowadays think that they can get away with it now and that's why Pedersen, that's why Besser, that's why these guys are struggling, man. Is because like even Hughes, I mean Hughes is playing all right, but like I've seen him play better. Yeah, I've seen him play better. So it's like I don't know if the game's a little bit faster now, and these guys are getting to the puck quicker, and they're you know they're getting checked off the puck, but they need to find a way to just you know stand their ground. You have to. Yeah, my dad explained it perfectly, and this was like right at the start of the season. And I was like, ah, oh, they'll pick it up. Like, don't worry. My dad said, I was like this. My dad said, he was like, this team's just too easy to play against. Yeah. Like, like they're just, there's an easy, easy game. And I was like, oh, they'll pick it up. But like, when you watch them, yeah. our penalty kill and four checking is very passive. Very. We have no pushback. We have no fighters on our team. We're all speed and skill, but even our skill isn't performed because teams can afford to be aggressive with us because they know no one's going to push back. Well, who's going to, who's going to do anything, right? Yeah. Like, we Ekman need a Larson. Like, no, like, he was the guy that he's, he was the guy that came yeah. in that one time though. And it's like, he's not the guy Jim Benning didn't bring him in this year. So yeah. he could do this stuff. Like he's like, a skilled guy. Like Horvat's our tough guy. Like when was he I'll, ever our tough guy? Like, I would say the only guy that can really fight. And he reminds me of Kessler, but it's JT Miller. He's, yeah. the only guy that, he's the only guy that could really do anything, but even him, he, we can't afford to, for him to be in the box. I know. He's, our, he's our PK guy and he's our PP guy. Like yeah. we can't, he's not the guy that needs to be in the box. It's, so it's, we need a guy that can yeah, just it, go out there and handle business if we need it, but can also play. No, it's, it's a good point. And my dad raised it very well and he hit the nail on the head. And I'm like watching this team. I'm like, yeah, like 
we we can't get into the zone on a power play, which is like step one to having a good power play. We need to right. have offensive zone time or else there is no power play if we're just constantly chasing back for the puck. Yeah. We are like our penalty kill isn't aggressive. We have no forechecking because hate all you want, but Jay Beagle provide good penalty killing and good forechecking. Well, like even I, even just get in front of shot lanes, right? Like yeah. we need guys that can do that. Jay Beagle could do that. But like I think back to like when I was talking about BX to Kester, who did that big time? Yannick Hansen, man. Yeah. Like that guy would just get in front of any shot. And he was our yeah. peak penalty kill guy. But we yeah. don't have a guy like L- Lamico. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I I never heard of him until that EO Levy trade. Like, <laughs> like, I didn't know he was a player in the NHL. <laughs> I'll be real with you, me neither, man. And I'm like, He's our fourth line guy and he he's big, but he can't yeah. do any like he, he's yeah. not a fighter. He's not, he doesn't. We need a guy that specifically can handle business. And we don't. That's why yeah. teams, like your dad says, puts it right nail on the head. Yeah. Easy team to play against. They look at our roster before the game and they say, Who's stopping us today from just absolutely hammering Quinn Hughes in the corner? Who's stopping us? Yeah. No one. No Myers? One. Myers? Maybe, but even Myers doesn't do shit, and he's like he needs six to, eight. Yeah, like, he, he needs to he take should, advantage of his height more. You should be able to. Like he's he's almost Chara's size, dude. Yeah, and he should be able to, you know, ragdoll some guys, but he can barely skate circles. You know, like it's it's tough to watch sometimes, man. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense as to what this team's doing. But I love our skill, like our but. I love our skill, how we kind of focused on, like, we need guys that can, you know, shoot the puck, move the puck quick. But we, as a as a playoff team, as a deep team, you need guys that know their role. Yeah. And I feel like some guys on our team just go out there and try to score, even though that's not really what they're supposed to do. Yeah. No, right? I agree. Who needs to go first? Benning or Green? Oh man, Benning, in my opinion. Benning? In yeah. my opinion. In my opinion. I think I think there's so much a coach can do in this position, right? Like your guys, I, I understand it's you're, you're, as a job, as a coach, you're supposed to, you know, motivate your guys. You're supposed to win games. You're supposed to come up with all this. But it's like Jim Benning's the guy that's given you all these guys, right? Yeah. And it's like he's the guy that's chosen to go out and get Ekman Larson, get Garland, who actually they played pretty good. Not gonna lie, they've been playing okay. Yeah, they they like I I enjoy watching Garland because he's a workhorse. He he works pretty hard. He, he's he might be my favorite player on the team right I now at him. this at this point. Like him and Hoaglander right now are playing great hockey in my opinion. Yeah. Like they, they they they've been playing. They've been playing their parts. But I think even Gar- even even Ekman Larson, man. When I went to the game on Friday, he scored a pretty nice PP goal, man. I was oh, like, that was a snipe. It's a good goal, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's like this is what Ekman Larson came here to do, right? Score on the power play, score goals, and he's 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 kind of a good offensive defenseman. The thing I don't understand though is why Benning picked him up. I'm I'm a little bit confused because Hughes and Ekman Larson are very similar. Yeah, and I've kind of come to notice that like they're very they're quick defensemen. They're not big though, and they don't have a lot of strength, but they're skill guys. But you don't really need two of those on your D, like to be your D core, like those two guys. Like it's a bit weird. No, I agree. I think, like my thing is, they Arizona may have. I'm almost guessing that Benning inquired about Garland. 
And then they were like, we'll give you Garland, but take OEL too. Take take his contract off our hands. Yeah. And we'll retain some of this. He's getting paid big bucks, man. He's getting paid $7 million by us, but his his contract's eight and a quarter. So Arizona's retaining a mil and a quarter of the remaining years of his contract off each year. So we're paying him $7 million a year. But we got Garland below market value. And he's been big time. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, Garland, out of anyone in the NHL, now that I've watched Garland more, I play exactly like him. Like, I'm, he reminds me a lot how I play. Just a huge huge nose for the puck, man. Like, you just, you want the puck. Like, I, I'm a slippery player. I, I'm kind of like a pest kind of behind the scenes. Like I always start shit and then, and I'm small, like I'm a short guy. And, but no, I, I like the addition of Garland. You need a guy. The thing is you need a guy like Garland on your team. You do. He's he's a good piece to the puzzle for our team. He's a good piece. Yeah. Like look at him yesterday when it was like six on five or six on four at the end of the game, when he had his little stick near the net. He's just trying to get in there. He's just trying to, like, just in case a puck gets there, you know? Yeah. He's right near the net, and he's just digging for it, right? And it's like, he's a small guy. He's just behind the net, and he's working. And I like to see it. He's engaged. We need everyone engaged. Yeah. You know? Like, I've seen a couple games this year where I'm looking at Pedersen, man, and I'm like, how is this guy getting paid this much a year? How? Yeah. Because he looks like he doesn't want to be out there, man. My hope is that. Pedersen is in the same position that Nylander was when he waited for his contract. Mind you, it wasn't as long as Nylander. Like, I think Nylander waited till around now, like November-ish, to sign his contract, and he sucked for the remainder of the year. Like, yeah. a lot of people were saying he's not worth it, whatever. Look at him now, though. But he's playing, Nylander, pretty good. He's playing, playing pretty good. probably, like, the, the best Maple Leaf this year. He's been right the now, most consistent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So my hope is that it's that situation. He's coming off like wrist injuries. Like I, I don't think he got surgery, but he went through like a wrist injury over the yeah. off season and he missed training camp. So my hope is that it's something like that. Where he just used to get his legs back under him. A like, bit like, like I almost want to just, I know it's not the right mindset to have, but almost just call this season like a wash. Like he's probably not going to be the person that we think he is. I, but I, I, but next year, if he's anything like he is right now, then it's a huge red flag, and it's. Oh my god, dude! If he, yeah, like the thing is, like they he waited to to sign that contract, right? And like he, I, like he didn't go to training camp, like you said, where I think he really should have. I think like him going to training camp after coming back from an injury would have been really beneficial for the entire team because he hadn't played for a while. Yeah. Right. Like he did, he played how many games last year? Not a lot. Right. And then he was gone like in what, like December around, I don't know. I don't really quite remember, but he, he, it would have been nice for him to gel with the team before, you know, like he signed and I don't know, like I, I hope maybe he flips a switch and just realizes that, he needs to play better. Like it's just that. Like he's getting paid and he needs to play better. Besser, he's played all right. He's had some unlucky, unlucky games. He's hit a lot of posts this year, too. A lot of posts. You can tell, you can tell they're they're like second guessing themselves a lot, though. Yeah. Like, like 
shooting an extra pass where you don't need to, like you're right near the net, you should just shoot it. Yeah. Where you, normally you'd see Besser if he was in the slot, he's teeing that up, man. But like he'll go for that extra pass, and it's like Besser, man. Like, where's his confidence? No, I think he needs to just. He probably has like, he probably gets the most shots blocked in the league. Like he takes too much time with it, finds a lane, and shoots it right into his shin pad. Where I just think he needs to be quicker. He oh, yeah. gets the puck off quicker, and there's a lot of problems you can. There's we so have right now. Like we can talk about this forever. One problem I don't have right now, and I heard this on a podcast, not. 100% sure and I couldn't disagree with it more their take was that the Canucks problem is goaltending that's a, that, that's like I'd say our le- the least of our worries right yeah. like yeah. I'd say, I'd say goaltending is the last thing we should have to focus on at this point in our season yeah they said they're like you look at their bubble run and you saw how Markstrom played and how much they bailed him out and I'm like have you been watching this team at all this year? We we, we would have lost. We would have lost a couple more games if we didn't have Demko. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And we don't have that many wins, man. So we would have been down bad if Demko wasn't enough. We would have been the Coyotes right now, the Arizona Coyotes, with like two wins under two our wins. belt. Yeah, two like, wins literally. So yeah, I think goaltending's our last That's word. A... Demko's been our first star of the season. <laughs> they must not watch a lot of hockey, like any like Canucks or, hockey, because. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, okay, just one nothing game last night. That's not a high-scoring game at all. But even that one goal that went through Demko, like, I tweeted about it earlier. That's Hagel. Yeah. He literally took a penalty the play before that. I know. He took a penalty. And it was a clear one, too. It was a clear trip, man. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know what? You're going to let that go. And, of course. Like, whatever. He scores. He scores. Yeah. He, tips the, he tips the goal. And then it's like, that was just our luck. That, that just defines the luck we had last night, really. Yeah. Like. 40 some shots, no goals, and they score with a guy who should have taken a penalty to play before. Like, it's yeah. the way it goes. It's not goaltending at all, though. We're getting scored on a lot because we have, like, our def- defense are like, I don't know how to describe it, man. It's tough to watch sometimes. In our own zone, sometimes we can't get the puck out to save our life. Yeah. Our, our wingers are just skating around, floating. I and know. then our defensemen don't want to get deep into the corner. And it's just, just like we get outworked by everyone. Yeah. Like when we when we played the Avalanche for that seven one game, that was a tough watch, a very tough watch. But you could tell how skilled the other team was. But not just that, you could tell how much the Avalanche wanted to prove to the Canucks that you guys aren't even on our level, man. No, one hundred percent. And they did all that without Nate Dog. <laughs> and Nate Dog, who's second best player in the league in my opinion, yeah. third, and he's gone right now. Yeah, their team is ridiculous. It's it's unbelievable. But I got a, so I got a question to ask you, and I'm, it's a, it's an interesting one. Yeah. Horvat and JT Miller are both up after next season, I believe. They're both up. In two years. Yeah. What do you? Because we're not probably not gonna afford them both. JT Miller has been playing above his contract right now i think he's making I, I, just I, I over th- five i think he's been playing great this year honestly yeah. who do you keep and how do you handle their contracts they might even if i'm i need to check their cap friendly again if, if i like just to just to say like i mean bo horvat like he's our cappy man like he's our captain 
that that's good. That, if we get rid of him, who else is going to lead our team? If you yeah. think about it, man. Like it was a huge ceremony when he got, you know, like when he got that C on his chest and like the Sedins were there. You remember that? Yeah. And like they played with Horvat too, right? Like they've seen his come up and he's come up and he's just been there for us, you know? So I think it'd be tough to get rid of Horvat. And I think Horvat would have a hard time leaving the Canucks because I think he's pretty, I think he's set here. Like I think he's pretty set in Vancouver right now with his family and stuff. I think it'd be a tough move for him. And I think JT Miller would probably be the one that would want to go. My thing is trade JT Miller this year. This deadline, you think? Yeah. If and get or, someone, or because if he's performing at a high value and we're just like, we're not good. Like we're just not trade yeah. JT Miller. Now maybe get a, maybe get a first round pick for him to a contender. Like, what if we trade him to, I don't know, Carolina? Or I would say Carolina would be up there with the Avalanche if JT went on that team. Exactly. And they're not a team that spends a lot. Their team's gross, too. So if they just take him on for the last year of his contract, because he's making five and a quarter right now. Think about that, man. So that's 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 below that that's below what he deserves. If we're paying, if Ekman Larson, like you said, is eight point four mil. Yeah, he's making eight and a quarter right now. We're paying him seven of it. So Arizona retained a mil and a quarter of it. I would say JT's playing at a higher level than you know, like that. He's playing. He's playing in the seven mils right now. I'd say. Yeah, he's like a point per game player, pretty much close to. He's plays hard. He's tough as nails. Yeah. It's just sometimes attitude can get in the way, but you, that could you, also you, just be from playing with this team. <laughs> like, like you can't blame him, you know, yeah. like you can't really blame him, yeah. but, but you can sense his frustration. Like he, he's exactly. got hot, he's got hot mics every game, just yelling, yeah. just fuck yeah. every, like almost every game. Dude. No, 100%. So my thing is depending on where we're at, if we suddenly get hot and we're like, sitting rolling like top three in the pacific and we're actually like back on our feet and like actually playing how we're supposed to play if we're bottom 10 in the league trade jt miller and my friend Corey, who's been on the show multiple multiple times Corey, if you're listening i'm giving you your flowers right now he said trade jt miller last year he said hey toronto you want JT Miller for the playoffs? A guy who's tough as nails and can score and be good on the PK and power Holy play. Holy smokes, he's man. Like, the he's, Maple Leafs with him? He's like, Damn. give he's like, give us Sandine and a couple picks for JT Miller and Canucks. Let's blow this up and start rebuilding around Pedersen, uh, Horvat, and Hughes. And even Besser, this is his last year before he's up, RFA. I won't be surprised if he's traded at the deadline either because he's been playing dog. He, he's like, he's always going to be the third player on a line. Like, I'm sorry. He's not, he's not fast enough. He can't carry a play himself. And oh my God, it, like he, he's not fast enough. Like, like he watching him, dude, he's yeah. not fast. And we, what it like at the start of this, I was saying this, this NHL is fast. Yeah. Like he needs to either get another gear or go. Yeah. 
Like, so, honestly. So I won't be surprised if he's traded. I wouldn't be surprised if Besser got traded. I'll be and happy. whether we get a couple picks or even – I would trade him for a guy who's, like, tough as shit. Like, who can – Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can't even think of a player off the top of my head, but, like, it, almost like a few years back Nick Foligno uh, type, a guy who's, like, who's not you... – as like goal scoring flashy, but who can provide some yeah grit to our lineup? Yeah, I'm trying to think where like Besser where he would fit in on another team though. It's kind of tough. Yeah, it's like he's not an easy fit. Like he's second line, like he's playing third line right now, but he could maybe play on the first line with if he has the right guys around him. But Besser's not the kind of guy that's gonna make the guys around him better. Uh, like he's he's not that guy. I don't think. Yeah. So he, he he benefits a lot from other guys and he's got a wicked shot, but like you said, he's he he's not fast, he's not quick enough right now. Yeah. And with this shot, he's just not confident with it right now. Like he has and, a good shot, but he doesn't let it go enough. And it's just like it, it makes me mad because he's <laughs> taking for granted a really great talent shot. he has. Yeah, probably his his best trait is yeah, is, exactly. is a shot easily. So I think he's He's still young. He's 24 years old. Obviously, you can figure it out. Maybe like, he'll want to go back to Minnesota, man. Play with the like, Wild. They're, they're doing good. Probably. Man. Why not? Yeah. Why not, right? Like, give us, uh, give, us we... give us Kaffers off for Besser. Easy. Easy. I'll take that deal. Easy. <laughs> but even, even uh, Jordan Greenway for Besser. Jordan yeah. Greenway's a guy with size, and he's physical. And he's provided t- like some sort of goal scoring. Yeah, obviously, like Besser's the bigger name, so maybe some picks will be involved. But like yeah. Greenway's been in some trade rumors. He's not making as much as Besser, I don't think. And he's got some size to him, and he's yeah, play was he's physical. So, dude, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think of like Besser playing like. Like in Minnesota, like like he he could play a pretty good role there. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. They're they're a great team this year too. Yeah, they are. But, but I just don't want to see like I hate seeing other guys go from the Canucks and just start playing good. <laughs> Jordan Greenway is making half of what Besser's making, and he's 24 as well. Yeah, I would just hate to see Besser just start rolling in Minnesota. It would just be such a kick in the ass, man. It would suck for sure. But at the same time, like if he's not producing with us, why do we need him? Like you gotta kind of play with how he's you can't obviously there's potential, but you can't rely on that. Like has it been working? Like a change of scenery is probably what he needs, and he's not gonna find a change of scenery on the same Here, team. No, no. So but even like just even talking about Petey, like he I don't know if like he's obviously signed this contract with us already, but like Maybe he needed to change the scenery, man. I don't know. I, I I don't know. It just seems like I feel like there's Pedersen just watching him like throughout this year. Like yesterday, he actually played better. He played better yesterday. But just watching him throughout this season, I don't know if he's scared, but I, he's lost like a bit of a spark. And I don't know if it's from the injury, if he's a bit like scared to like re-injure his wrist again. But like, like you said, even with Besser, he'll shoot in your pads or he'll, you know, like fake a shot and take a worse shot than he had. I yeah. kind of feel the same way. Like Pedersen's just 
if he's got his one T, he used to rip that. He ripped it at your Dallas game, though, when you went there. Yeah. He ripped it there. But, like, he's done that once this year. Yeah. Like, actually, like, it's it's like. You... I, I mentioned in my tweet about the Chicago game, and it was good to see him finally rip one-timers. Like, yeah. he did it consistently. On that. On that. On on that. that. Like, like, he finally let it go. And I'm like, that's just what we need. We need him to, like, let teams – like him doing that will make teams respect it more because he hasn't been doing that enough. Yeah. And when they do that, it opens up crossing passes, whatever. Yeah. And I just think uh, he needs to do it, but, but he just needs to hit the net. Like like, I tell my dad every night, I'm like, Patterson needs to hit the net. Cause when he rips it and he's got a wicked shot too, right? Like his shot is unreal, especially for his weight, like his, his body type. Yeah, he's got a wicked shot. Like, look at Ovechkin. Like, he's built like Ovechkin. I could talk about Ovechkin too. Like, that guy is just on a roll right now. Yeah, he's. he's I imagine having a, imagine having a guy like that on your team where he just he uh, scores every game. He yeah. scores every game, dude. I I talked about it with uh, Michael Bartner on a couple episodes ago. He's just like this is like ten games in, and he had like eighteen points. He was like ten goals in ten games. And like we said, it was like, is he ever going to stop? Like, it, I think he's, he's, he's a machine. He, he's, I think, unanimously the greatest goal scorer in NHL history because he's gone through two COVID seasons and two lockouts, and he's still within reach of Gretzky's record, which no one thought was possible. Yeah. And so I think he's undoubtedly like that. But, yeah, having a guy like that, Canucks just ha- haven't had that. And obviously like a consistent guy, obviously yeah. Ovechkin isn't a talent that comes around every, every, every year. Like it's, it's, he's, he's once in a generation kind of talent, yeah. but we need our guys to be a little bit more consistent. And that's, what's been missing. Yeah, It's just consistency. Like every game, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, it, and it's just the way it is. But like, if you were to be on Washington, you're a Washington fan, you kind of get the sense that every game Ovechkin might pot one or he's going to at least have a good scoring opportunity every game, yeah. every single game. And we uh, don't have that certainty here with the Canucks. We don't have any guy that we can say, oh, yeah, he might score tonight. Yeah. It's like every pick for me is like, I don't know who's going to score, score a goal tonight because you think, oh, you know, Hughes might score one and then, you know, like Burroughs ends up scoring one. You're like, what the hell? Burroughs scores his first goal in the NHL. That's cool. But, like, we don't have a consistent guy who's producing. Yeah, we I don't. agree. Uh, moving away from, I think, is there any last thoughts on the Canucks? Because I have a couple other uh, NHL, NHL headlines. I don't know. We can talk about the Canucks forever, but any uh, closing thoughts? Closing thoughts for the Canucks would just be, I haven't given up on them, though. I'll be yeah. real. I haven't given up. You know, like you go through if this went down in the middle of the season, like 40 games in, you know, like you don't look at it as co- closely, but it's because it's happened in the start of the season right now. It's like so vivid because we've made all these changes and stuff and it's not working out. But who knows? You remember the St. Louis Blues that one year where they played yeah. like crap in the start of the season and then they, they made won the playoffs the and then they won the cup. Like, I'm not yeah. saying we're going to do that this year when the cup, but I'm saying teams can turn it around. They're yeah. professionals, they're athletes. They can figure it out. And I hope that they do, but we just need, we need something. We need, we need something. I think we just need to make a change. And I, and I agree with you. Oh yeah. Who I was going to, you said, I said, Benning, who would you th- think needs Same. to change? Benning or Grant? Because it all th- starts with the top. If we, if we bring in a new GM, 99% chance, he 
wants his own guy. He's like, okay, hey, I've seen what Green's done. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that too. Like, I mean, I just think Benning's been with us for too long. I any other team would have fired him like three years ago. Instead I agree. of instead of giving him a new contract. I agree. Or even but, if he was even in another sport, like in yeah. other sports, if you're if you're a GM and you're doing what you're doing right now, like you're doing with the Canucks, you're not lasting half a season. Yeah. Like you're one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You're just not. So yeah, go Canucks go though. Go Canucks go. Uh, you touched on consistency and a player. You kind of know what you're gonna get from a player. Troy Terry for the Anaheim Ducks. Oh my gosh, sixteen what? game point streak. Coming from the clouds. Olympic and, campaign right now is Olympic yeah, campaign, dude. Yeah. And I like we'll talk about that later. And talk about a guy who's just he's just playing so confident right now. It's, it's and uh I picked him up on waivers when he had one game into this point streak. I saw he had like two goals and assists. I was like, hey, I'll pick him up. And then now he's like a top 10 fantasy player this year. And I've been debating whether to sell high, but I'm like, what if he's just like this? What if he's just a good player? Like, yeah. you don't want to sell high on him because he's giving me a point every single night. But yeah. also, it's like, is this like, is he? Just, is it just? Is this, like, is this going to be consistent? Right? Like, and, but to be fair, he's proven a bit of consistency. Yeah, he's already set career highs, like not even a quarter, like a quarter way into the season. He's already set career highs. He's fifth in scoring, and he's a fifth-round pick. Wow. He's just playing unbelievable right now. He, 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 he is. I'm looking at it right now. He, he's playing like, like he's going to – if he keeps playing like this, he's going to be getting paid. Yeah, 100%. He's going to be getting paid. But also, when, we were, when I was watching him, when he played the Canucks, like, he's a sneaky guy. He, he just floats around out there, gets the he's puck, sneak- and then makes a feed, and then... Yeah, he's sneaky, dude. Like, yeah. he... he I wouldn't say, like, he's the hardest-working guy. Like, you don't see him going out there just skating, body-checking, you know, getting the puck. In the, he's sneaky. He knows he's smart. He's got a high hockey IQ. IQ. Yeah, 100%. Like, you can tell. Like, he's an intelligent guy, too. Like, he knows what he's doing out there. He's not trying to put himself in any vulnerable position, nothing like that. And he's got good guys around him, right? He's playing with Getzlav and... And uh, so is it Silver? Who is he playing with? Yeah, so maybe he's Milano. Oh yeah, I've Milano, seen, yeah. I've seen, I saw him take a few but, shifts but, with him there, but, but Anaheim wasn't supposed to be like this. No, shit. they're like second in the Pacific right now. They're rolling, rolling, and it, help, and it helps that Zegers is finally getting oh to the God. Calder level that everyone thought he was. He started off quiet, but this guy's the truth, man. Oh no, he's great. He is yeah, great. He's the truth. And- I know, and they got some good, like, they got Jamie Drysdale on that team, too. He's a great, great defenseman. Like, I remember watching him for Canada and the juniors, and I was like, this kid's going to be good. Yeah. And, he, and he's been pretty solid there. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, Trevor Zegers, like, he's, he is, like, he's playing like a Jack Hughes level right now. He's, he's, he's playing good. Like, he's playing almost better than Jack Hughes, in my opinion. I think they're pretty neck and neck right now. Yeah. And, unfortunately, Jack Hughes, like, a while back, he's been dealing with the dislocated shoulder and all that. Mm-hmm. Did you see the video of him when he did injure his shoulder? Oh, yeah. He was in pain. He skated off the ice, like basically dumped the stick rack and just yelled out. Yeah. Yeah. Like he like yelled. And I think it was not even the pain. It was just the realization, like, I'm going to be out a long time. And he was playing good, too. 
Yeah. And it was just unfortunate. But yeah, Troy Terry, Anaheim, they've been rolling. rolling. Did you see did you see the Rangers game? They uh they beat Buffalo with four oh. seconds left. In the garden? In huge. the garden. In the garden, dude. That's big. That was that, huge. That man. must have been electric, man. Like imagine being at a game like that and you score yeah. 0.7 left. Yeah. That's a heartbreaker, man. Who scored yeah. the goal? Sorry, I saw the goal uh, last night. Who's it was fe- Lindgren. He was, <laughs> yeah, he was just a defenseman who just snuck down, and Adam snuck Fox down. got it from the circle, passed it right over, and tapping. Oh, talk about Adam Fox, too, eh? Yeah. He's been well, playing at his, <laughs> we'll get to him later when we talk about our Olympic roster. Olympic. Oh, yeah, he's in there for sure. But, but uh, Troy Terry, Troy Terry, I would say making – if he keeps this up, Olympic campaign yeah, kind of guy. He's he could like, make that team. He could. For sure. Could. I mean, it would be a, it would definitely be a gamble, I would think, picking him because it's his first year playing like this. You know what I mean? But you can go with them. Like he's playing at a really high level. Yeah. Like for sure. To be able to play like this as a 97 on a team that wasn't supposed to be this good this year and proving yourself as just a a guy that you want in your team almost, right? Like you want a guy like that. Like, yeah. He just produces. He produces every night almost. So huge. Yeah, He's playing big time. One thing before we get to uh, the main event of this episode. A little, uh, little soft spot here, but Matthews. Austin Matthews raises $134,000 for November, and he shaved the old little Pablo stash off his face. Okay. Once he, uh, yeah, I think it was last night. Uh, this news broke out, but yeah, his goal was $134,000 for November. He raised that. And once he hit that, he, uh, he's letting go of the old facial hair above his the old lips. Why, why, why would he get rid of it though? It looks great. I don't know. Maybe he, he just looks, set out. He looks, he looks unreal with the stash, man. He pulls it off like no one else can. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it's, that's it's, huge. It's, that's it's, huge. It's going to be weird looking at him now without the mustache on his face. Right? Right? <laughs> Like he he just suits it well, but that's huge. 140k. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a that's a great thing. Matthew's just doing. He's he's a great guy. You could tell he's a good guy all around. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, is there any other news that you want to touch on? Anything that you brought that you want to talk mm, about? Not right now at this point here. I'm trying to think, but that's actually is that for just like November in general? Like yeah, like, like is that like the prostate cancer uh yeah that's huge that's huge yeah it's massive that's that's dope man i didn't even know that i want to i want to search up matthews without a stash right now though did he post that on his instagram or something uh i don't know i I just saw it on nhl and they uh, said that he's shaving it off and stuff but oh How, how is he gonna look like even nhl like an nhl Twenty-two. They're gonna have to yeah. shave his stash in there. It's gonna look weird. I know, you know, man. That's like a trademark Matthews look, man. Like, yeah, for sure. It's a staple. But Olympics, twenty twenty-two Beijing Olympics, NHL players are hopefully gonna be in hopefully, there. hopefully heading there. I think they have until January to opt out. Because of COVID and stuff, right? Yeah. Is that, is that what they're talking about? Yeah. But it's on track that NHL players are heading. So, me and my cousin, back in May, I believe, we uh, 
gave our projected lineups, but we want to kind of give. Well, we only did Canada, but we're going to do Canada and U.S., how we, we think it's going to shape out. We have to do U.S. too, I think. Yeah. We have to do And this. things have changed since then. Maybe a couple cuts, a couple additions, all that. So we're going to kind of go by and uh, tell our team. And obviously, this is barring health. There's a few players on here where it's like, if they're healthy, I think they're good to go. But with the way yeah. they're playing, I think they're on track to make the team. So yeah. As guest, I'll we'll go Team Canada and then or let's start with the U.S. and then we'll save okay. Canada okay. for okay. last. I like that. I save like Canada that. for last. So I want you to kind of we'll go line by line, yeah, or something like that, or if there's any agreement. But I want to you just go and tell your uh, Team USA, and we'll kind of talk about it as we go. Okay, we'll go. For, I'll say my forwards first here. Right. And since we just talked, we since we just talked about the man Austin Matthews. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. He should be playing first line. Yeah, should be. I agree. Uh, health wise, like you were saying, Jack Eichel, if he can play in there, I maybe. Don't, I don't think he's gonna play. I think he's projected to be back in May, so I don't think he's on the team. Okay, but if if there's some sort of miracle, he yeah. would hundred oh, percent be on the team. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't put him on my team just because I don't think he's playing, but obviously he's on there if he's healthy. Oh yeah, uh, twenty ten gem from USA. Patrick Kane's gonna be on there. Yeah, easily. Yeah, Easily. Uh who else? Johnny Goudreau. Johnny Goudreau, for sure. For sure. Especially with the, with, with the way the flames are playing too. He's playing great this year. That yeah. whole team is playing Mangia Pani's playing unreal, man. Yeah. That guy's playing good. But uh who else? US Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor for sure. I got him here. Uh, do do we I would say JT Miller's playing on that team. I think J- I got JT Miller here. Brock Besser. I got him as an extra. I, I I would say like, I would say I would say he's he's in the reserves right now, absolutely. But if he plays better, he might make it. But if he's gonna stay the same he is right now, like right now, I would not put him on the Olympic team. I have him as an extra. So he's not even on your team. Like he well, like there's always like the guy in, in case someone gets hurt. Okay, yeah. Like he's he made the team. He's either like 13th forward. Okay, so or, yeah, yeah, fair. Well, they're gonna have to have extra guys there too, especially with COVID and stuff. Yeah, like, for sure. Uh the Kachuk brothers. Yeah, I got them. Uh Dylan Larkin. I got Dylan Larkin here. Max Pacioretty. Yep. I got a so who else do you have on yours? I I got a full like line by line. I like here. that. I like that. So you can agree as I go here. Yeah, yeah. Agree, disagree, whatever. So I got Matthew centering Kane to bring it. To bring it and Kane. Okay, yeah, I like that. To bring it is probably one of the best goal scorers in the league, in my yeah. opinion. Then I got JT Miller with Gensel and Kyle Connor. Gensel, yeah, Kyle Connor. I like Gensel, yeah. Jake Gensel's like he's unreal. Then I got Dylan Larkin, centering Goudreau, and Patretti. Yeah, that's a good line. That's and, a solid line. And then this one might be a little bit of a hot take. Yeah, might be, might be. Chris Kreider. Okay. The Rangers centering the Kachuk brothers. Kachuk's not 
uh, surprised, but Chris Kreider, I can see where you're coming from because that guy just plays in big time, big time moments. He's got speed and physicality. But he also delivers. Like he, he, he scores big goals. Yeah. And if I'm being honest with you, I'm just saying this hypothetically, obviously, but if Canada were to play against the U.S. in the gold gold medal game, I would be scared of Chris Kreider. 100%. I would be – because he he just knows how to score those kind of goals. Yeah. And I think that's – it's a hot take, but I like it. I like that take. It's a good take. He's a big-time player. Yeah. He's a big-time player, and he's been here before. Like, he's played in big games. He's not new to this. This one might even be spicier. Joe Pavelski is my 13th forward. Joe Pavelski, eh? He's been to the Olympics before, and he's been playing good the past couple of years. He's, does, he's a player that doesn't need to play a lot, but he's a player that the team could use. He's, he's kind of he's like Chris Kreider in the way they just got like veteran. They got that veteran presence yeah. because this team's pretty young. Yeah, exactly. Like Pavelski, he can just throw him on the third or fourth line, let him be a fill-in, whatever. But he he's, he he could be a power play one type of guy to be net front. He can tip pucks in, and he's just he's a guy who's been to the Olympics before. Yeah, and I like, I, I like that take. I like that take. I would take him over Besser. I'll tell you that right now, especially with the way they're playing. I would take Pavelski over yeah. Besser. So, for and sure. then and then I got Besser in the in the press box right now. So <laughs> watching, uh, watching. Yeah. So I don't have. Troy Terry on this lineup, but I definitely think he can contend for a spot, no doubt. Oh yeah, no Big doubt. Time. I just Big think time. If, if if he continues, if he continues yeah. on this, like, is he still on his? I haven't kept up that much. With yeah, him. Is, he, is he still on his game point streak right now? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's sixteen games. That's huge, man. It's massive. It's massive. That's like that's not easy to do in the NHL. Like no, like it's. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. It really is. But yeah, there's a lot of guys. I, that... like, I like your I like your roster, man. I like your roster. That's good. I like I like the two vets you put in there, Kreider and, and Pavelski. Yeah. Those I are just, two guys that I don't think a lot of people would have thought of, to be fair with you. Yeah. I think I just think it goes a long way with uh with the squad. Yeah, like and a short tournament. Yeah. Like it goes a long way. But uh we'll go defenseman now. So Obviously, for me, oh yeah, you go, you go, you say your defense. So, so for Olympic rosters, it's twenty-two skaters and three goalies, and that, so I did like fourteen forwards, eight defensemen. Yeah. So, first line, we'll go line by line and see if like I got McAvoy Fox. Easy. I was gonna say McAvoy Fox too. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, like McAvoy Fox for sure. Then I got Quinn Hughes. Yep. And John John Carlson from Washington. Jeez, that is that's, disgusting. It's a, it's, disgusting. A gro- it's a gross defensive core they're going to have. And then since this defenseman's already a lock for the U.S. team, Seth Jones yep. and Zach Rowinski, bringing back the Columbus duo. They they'll play, play on, good together. They'll they, play good together. They played on Columbus. Yeah. So they'll play together. And then my... Uh, Seth, Seth Jones yesterday, though, like you didn't really impress me that much. No, but... Each, he's, he's but he's he, he's a great player. He's 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 a great player. No, but each team already locked in three players for their team, and Seth Jones is the one for Team USA, so he's already on the team. 
Good for him, honestly. Yeah, so he's already I, he's already made it. Whether he's an extra, like whatever, but I feel like they'll play him if they if they yeah. locked him in there. That would be so silly to send a guy that you locked in. Yeah. Like, so, so I put him on there because he is going to be there, hundred percent. And then my seventh defenseman is Slavin from Carolina. Probably, Slavin? probably the best defensive defenseman in the league. You think so? Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna shoot Tori Krug. Tori Krug, because I I think Krug is such a hard defenseman to play against. Yeah, I feel like watching him, especially since like the Canucks Bruins kind of rivalry. Like just watching the Canucks, especially being a Habs fan. Like whenever we would play against Boston and Krug was on there, but I feel like Krug isn't the same guy in St. Louis as he was in Boston. I agree. I think I think he fed off a lot from the Boston culture there because. He fits. He he was a perfect defenseman there. Like I was so surprised when they let him go. Yeah, because him and him and McAvoy were just like such pest defensemen to play against. Man, I just like think they couldn't resign him because they had McAvoy to worry about. So yeah. they're like, we just we have other guys who have played better yeah. than, like we have Grizzlick, who's should be a top four defenseman, but he's in our third pairing because we have Krug. So yeah. we can afford to bump this guy up, let another yeah. younger guy fill in as a sixth or assign like a cheap vet. Yeah. And then but, we'll let Krug walk. But but I think I think it would be big, like you said, Slavin's like a good defenseman, defenseman, like you said, one of the best in the league. Uh just because their defensemen are pretty offensive. Offense. Yeah. They're also not very big. Like, not a lot of their defensemen are that big. Like, Seth Jones just got some size and Orinsky, I think. But, like, Hughes and Carlson, not the biggest. McAvoy can hit. John Carlson's big. Carlson's is he big? A, yeah, he's a big he, guy. Is he? John Carlson. Let me look. He's over six. Yeah, he is. He's one. Yeah, he actually is pretty big, I guess. He's, he's, a, big de- he's a big defenseman. He's a great defenseman. So... He's- yeah, but, yeah. I think I think the U.S. will be a tough defense to get around. Yeah, my uh, my extra defenseman, Cam Fowler from Anaheim. He's good. He's a good player. He's and Anaheim's good. playing good. He's playing good. I think they could th- use him to fill in. I think I, I think Anaheim, if they keep rolling, they'll have some guys on their team that need a second look for the Olympic team. Trevor Zegers and Troy Terry. Yeah, for the American team, like. Disgusting. Yeah, no, like if, if Zegers keeps up, like he could, like he he played pretty big time in the World Juniors, like he could play. He knows how to play in that Olympic stage, kind of like like for his, for his country, obviously. So it'd be interesting. I was gonna say Ryan McDonough could be another one. I like he's that. another. I like he's that another. One. He's another classic. Like kind of reminds you of like a Chris Carter, Joe Pavelski, like a nice veteran presence in there, and uh, just just a go-to defenseman i'd say if he's on your team you, you can rely on him so, no, I, I like that pick i like that pick for sure what are you going for goalies so i got my one locked up for sure connor hellebuck Easy. he's he's starting goalie for team usa he's top three goal in the league uh, if, if no, he's no one's starting over him no my my backup john gibson Granheim. No, that's fair. I think he's a top 10 goalie in the league. Yep. He's unbelievable. He's so yep. good. He yep. eats a lot of shots and makes a lot of saves. Yeah. And then the third string, our boy. Thatcher, baby. Thatcher. Yeah. I was going to say that's mine, bro. 
But Hellbuck, there's I don't think we'll see Demko play. But like he might he he might play like like against like like against Latvia or Belarus or something. Yeah, against one of those teams just so he can get that experience. But uh, uh, Hellbuck starting over any goalie for the U.S. if if he stays healthy, obviously. But he's he's so big and he's just so good. Like yeah. he's, I was so disappointed I didn't get to watch him because uh, they had they had their other goalie when I watched Winnipeg. So yeah, no, Hellbook just makes it look easy. But I yeah. think U.S. are probably going to have the best goalies in this Olympics by far. Like I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, unless they play Canada, Canada's going to rip him a new one. But to all my oh. uh, American <laughs> listeners, <laughs> we'll get to them later. But, <laughs> we'll get uh, to those guys later. But. No, I like you can't go wrong with any of the American goalies. Demko is worth starting 100%. I, w- I, I would mean, be so confident. Gibson, I'd be confident in, and Hellebuck, I'm always confident in. Like all these a, guys, is, it's it's like when we had uh, as Team Canada in 2010, we had Luongo, Marty Broder, and uh, Carey Price. It's like any of these guys are starting any game. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, it's it's like you have no sick. worries and that's in that part of your team it's like those guys got it on lock and that's just the way it is like yeah but uh forwards defensemen or goalies would you make any uh changes to any of these guys is there any players that you're kind of i don't know man i think i think we kind of covered it like another guy though that i i love tj oshi i love him he could easily be a guy on this team I like, love TJ Oshi, man. Like, and he like brings that Olympic experience too. And yeah. he's still like in game form. Like he's still a good, a quality player you can throw out and he can put a few points home. Like, oh my God, big time. Like, and he, and he plays with like great players on Washington. So he's used to playing around just unreal guys. So yeah. he'll, he'll fit in easily with any. If he were to play on that team, he wouldn't look bad. No, first, like, like he, I don't he, doubt that for a second. And Clayton Keller too is another guy that could play, but yeah, Clayton Keller is kind of he's. But he, but, but 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 I but I feel like there's there's just too many guys that Clayton Keller is a great player, but there's too many guys other yeah. than him that can that can play for that team. So I agree. Go but, to Canada. Yeah. We'll, uh, oh, we'll go over Canada the, the, now. Now 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 this is now this is a serious team. Yeah, this, this is, is legit. A, this is a legit team here. Obviously, the U.S. is a legit team. I'm not taking anything away, but yeah. like Canada is just—I don't think I've seen a team like this in a while. Yeah. So I, I got a line by line here again, and uh, I don't know what you got in front, but we'll uh, we'll just go through mine here, and then you can kind of touch in on any players that you feel should be replaced or not. Feel like a lot of our guys will be similar but i got i got a few hot takes i think that you're gonna you, you might you might enjoy you might laugh about but <laughs> let's we'll go see. i'm ready for them so first line i got crosby marshawn bergeron oh yeah they've played in the past together for international events there's they, they, they may as well be on the same team that's how much chemistry they have together and and just thinking about that line yeah Kick, kick Crosby out of the draw. You got Marshan and Bergeron taking the draw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they all oh, it, it, in the offensive zone. Like you, you, they can score, they can do whatever in the defensive zone. We're getting the puck out. Yeah, they're just they're, they're just the the most all round players. That's an all round forward line. Like it's just ridiculous thinking about that line. Yeah, my second line: McDavid, centering Nathan McKinnon and Mitch Marner. Yeah. That's uh, that's just a goal scoring line. That's just a disgusting. 
line. I, like that's our second line. Like, are you sure, man? Like, wait, well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> like, no, I know. I'm just yeah, saying. Like, that doesn't even sound like a second line in any way, shape, or form. No, like, it's it's unbelievable. It's yeah, it's so gross. Uh, yeah, my third line. Yeah, this one, low key, one of my favorites. Braden Point centering Mark Stone and Jonathan Huberto. I was going to say at that Huberto in the third line. Yeah, big time, big time. Braden Point, too, like, he'll play. I think he, like, if he plays on this team, and I think he will, he might be one of my favorite guys to watch. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. He's so fun, and he just scores big-time goals, man. Like, he's someone you can count on. It's unreal. This line is so nasty. There's so many guys left. Off. <laughs> like just, that was our third line, and that's like. And then like, and then we still have like you haven't even touched John Tavares yet. Like I don't know if he's on your roster or not, but like no, he's not. No, he's. I know. Uh, my fourth line. Yeah. Sean Couturier, centering yeah. Ryan O'Reilly, and yeah. Steven Stamkos. Oh wow. Yeah. Steven Samkos is a fourth liner. He scored Play- 60 goals in the NHL once, and he's on my fourth line. Yep. That's just that's just how deep this team is. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like I think I got O'Reilly and Kachuri in there because you need the defensive forwards who can also produce. And those yeah. two guys who are exact two selkie like players who Kateri has put up like 95 points one year. O'Reilly's put up 90 points one year. Like yeah. they're just unreal players who are there. And and, yeah. and two leadership guys. O'Reilly's a captain. He knows how they call him the factor. That's his nickname. The factor. I, yeah, because he's he, he, he just he does he so factors many into things. everything they do. Yeah. And you when a guy is nicknamed the factor, you have to put him on your Olympic team. Like you just have to. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't leave this guy off. And then my thirteenth forward is Mark Shifley. Shifley? Yeah, I would have put Tavares, but I listening to your group because I I was thinking like Claude Giroux could play because he's playing a pretty good year this year. Yeah, but it just depends, man. Like you can, I wouldn't be disappointed throwing any other guy in if someone's injured. But our, like having McDavid, McKinnon, and Marner on the second line is just ridiculous to even think. And then you got like like you said, Ryan O'Reilly, Sean Couturier, and Steven Stamkos on the fourth line. It's crazy. Uh, that's that's any other team in Olympics, first line or second line. Yeah. Like I don't really care what other team you are, even the United States. Like that's that's their second line. Yeah. I'd say third third line minimum. We're yeah. we're running that fourth line. Yeah. Do you uh and my extra forward is Barzell? Oh yeah, I like that. I I'm I'm this is such a hot take, and I know it will never happen, right? But I just would love to see Suzuki get a little bit of next Suzuki. <laughs> I'm such a I'm such a Habs fanboy, man. But like, I I don't know. I'd just love to see the kid get a little bit of Olympic experience. No, but, he's a uh, he's, he's a good player. He's, he he he's he's nowhere near as good as like Matt Barzell is like the best player on New York. Yeah, uh, like on the Islanders, it's like like he can't really squeeze Suzuki in here because all these guys that we've named are top or the second best player on their teams. Like nothing against Suzuki and he's an unbelievable player. There's like, just so much more skill. I so much more skill. I would put Horvat ahead of Suzuki. Oh my god, like even Horvat. And like, I, did, I didn't even I didn't even think of him. Yeah. 
like I didn't even think of him. Yeah, I'm just a Canucks fanboy, man. That's all it is. Canucks, yeah, no, Suzuki's a hell of a player. Do you have any other changes to my forward group? Would you sub anyone out besides Tavares or Suzuki? No, I, I would say I'm looking here. I don't see any other guy like Tyler Sagan, but like, no, he's him, he's like, washed. No way. Like, he's washed. No, but, like, even him, like, yeah, like watching the stars play the Canucks, I was like, I can't even notice Tyler Sagan. Yeah. Like, there's so many other guys now, like, like we said, the game's changed. It's gone faster, but like these guys are just like our our starting lineup for forwards is ridiculous. Like I would even put Jamie Ben ahead of Tyler Sagan because yeah. Ben's been there before, and yeah. and he's like a big guy who can maybe put have a spot on like the second power play kind of thing. Yeah, like just like he's... back. Canada's just so deep. Their their B team can compete for gold. Yeah, that's how deep I, we are. I, I would say their B team could, yeah, easily pl- compete. Like they could be another team, and we could play Canada against Canada B team. Like yeah, it literally could be like that. There's just so much talent. I know, but like it's it's ridiculous. It would just the only thing I'd say we're slimmer on would be goalies, but we still have unreal goalies. But like like you said, compared to the U.S., like we don't have like that. I don't know how to describe it. We still got solid goalies. Yeah, it's just some of them are like. New are, timer. It's a are they are they bringing it today? Like you don't know necessarily what you're getting, but with the American well, goalies, they're a bit more consistent and like. Well, it's just been so long since we've had like like a real chance to see like NHL guys in yeah. the Olympics, man. It's been too long, actually. Like, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Defenseman, we go defenseman. I'll I'll rattle off my uh, eight, and you can uh, kind of change whatever you want here. So my top two is the Vegas, Vegas boys, Petrangelo and Shea Theodore. Yeah. Shea Th- I don't know if I would personally put them on the first line. I just think they're a right and left shot defenseman with chemistry, and Petrangelo is Bruce Armstrong's – is it Bruce Armstrong, the GM for this Canada? It, I really hope I didn't just put – but it was St. Louis's general manager. Yeah. Um, and Is he – and Petrangelo is one of the, the locks. Locks. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I would. He's he would play on that team regardless. D- he's yeah. such a great defenseman. Like Doug Armstrong is Doug Armstrong, and I just think him and Theodore have some sort of chemistry together. So maybe just like a solid def- defense. Well, I would pairing. say. I would say they would have to be a pair. Yeah. Like like if they play like they they would play as a pair and i think that would be the best way to do it because they like you said the chemistry and just like shea theodore is like actually like my girlfriend's brother like he played with shea and like they're like talking stuff and like yeah like like, really he's like close to shea yeah and like shea like watching him play um against the canucks that uh year in the bubble unreal yeah he's so good he's so like calm yeah like he just he, he would be such a great presence on that defensive and core. Like I feel like guess where Vegas got him from? Anaheim. Think about how nasty Anaheim would be if Shea Theodore was still on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Disgusting. But uh An- A- Anaheim's such a surprise this year, yeah. man. Like yeah. I didn't even count like I, I counted them out a bit, but yeah. no, no counting them out, man. My second, second line, second parent, Thomas Shabbat and yeah. Kale McCarr. I think Kale McCarr is going to be unreal. He's so good, dude. He is. He is. We have. 
Cal McCarr, th- Connor McDavid, and Nathan McKinnon, and Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Marshan, Bergeron, uh, Braden Point, uh, so gross, <laughs> so gross, man. But it's, it's gonna be the funnest like things to watch if this thing pulls through, man. It's I know, man. Insane. Uh, so that's my second pair, and then yeah. my third pair is Aaron Ekblad. Yeah, and... love, love him, love him. He was when I was a defenseman, uh, because I like switched to forward. Like uh, I don't know, I just he was like my favorite defenseman to watch. Aaron yeah. Ekblad. Yeah, he's 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 really good, and like he's really flourishing, especially the past couple of years. Yeah, I I just think he's just just a good all around like solid defender. He can score you goals. He can kill penalties you can do whatever you yeah. want man and then i have him paired with dougie hamilton another such a good defense i know dougie hamilton's got so much swagger man when he plays yeah. like i i love the way he plays man it's crazy but <laughs> and then my seventh defenseman i was kind of like indecisive on this one yeah i got morgan riley yeah i think i, I think he's played pretty good this year for I, Toronto, I could but see someone else taking a spot though. I was kind I, of. I was thinking. I, I was thinking maybe Drew Doughty. I have him as my extras. I was bouncing between Doughty and Morgan Riley, or even, or even personally, uh, like I, I like Tyson Berry, but he. I don't think he'll play. Uh, I don't. I like. I I like him though. But here I'm looking here. Who else they got? I don't know, man. I think our defensemen like are pretty locked. Ryan Ellis. But he, I don't think he could fit in that team. Brian Ellis is not a bad pick either. I fucking forgot about him too. There's also Chris Letang, but he's kind of he's getting older. But he could, he's played right. Yeah. So, so is yeah. Would you make any changes to the those defense? Oh, but I think I think Morgan Riley would probably take the spot over Drew Doughty. But I also could see Doughty being in there too. For I could see him being in the top six and like bumping like. Shea Theodore out and put in Doughty in there instead. Like I could but, see that happening. Like before, I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, well, like before Doughty got hurt though, like he was playing really good. Yeah, he was. Like he, he was, was playing unbelievable. So like that's the thing. Like, could he even maybe boot out Shabbat for a spot? Yeah, maybe. Like because like, c- c- Doughty Doughty's been there too. Like he's yeah, done he brings this. experience. And not a lot of these guys have. Yeah. So like you need guys like that on your team though. So like that's one thing Canada's gonna have to struggle with is there's a lot of young guys who have who are talented, but you also need guys that have been there. Yeah, one hundred percent. So it'll be so interesting to see. But regardless of who they pick, man, like this team is gonna be deep. Yeah, I agree. One of the deepest teams in Olympic history, I think. I agree, one hundred percent. Goaltending. This can go a lot of different directions. Especially with health concerns, we could go because yeah. Carey Price, in my opinion, would be my number one pick. But if yeah. he's not back in time, and if he's yeah. not playing at the level that he is, even if he comes back, because he's taken a good amount, like not a huge amount, but like he is going through some stuff, right? So like if he's not able to play at his top game, I don't think you'd want him on the team. Maybe he has a third goalie, yeah, but not starting. So this is assuming he's healthy. Yeah, I got. Carey Price, number one. Yeah, me too. This one might be a bit spicy. Might be. I got Darcy Kemper backing up. Yeah. He was my third. He was my third goalie. He was your third? He was my third. My third goalie is 
Mackenzie Blackwood on New Jersey. He's a solid goalie. And yeah. yeah. It's, that... it, it's just like you can go Carter Hart, Jordan Bennington. You can I, go. I'm going to be real. I, I would not want Carter Hart on the team. I, that's such, that might be a hot take. But like Carter Hart is so up and down, man. Like, I know. I wouldn't want him to be if you like he wouldn't start, obviously, right? But like if he were to be there, like I don't know how I'd feel about like if it was a big game and he were to be playing, like I don't know how I'd feel about it. But maybe he would perform, but I don't know. I would I would take Marc Andre Fleury over Carter Hart any day of the week. Marc Andre Fleury? Just because just because I mean he had that, you know, not a very good start this year, but he's played okay. But he's just like a and he won the Vesna last year. He's such a he's such a f- kind of a fun goalie to watch, you know, like especially yeah. if he's playing for his country, like it'd be fun to watch. No, one I I agree 100%. I yeah, I could see Flurry being in that top 3 as well. Who are your 3? It was it was Price, Flurry, Kemper. I like that 3. I like But that also three. I I would do Bennington over Flurry, but I would keep Kemper in there because Flurry, he's so like extravagant. You know what I mean? Like his yeah. personality and the way he sometimes makes saves, but sometimes you want a guy like that. Yeah. And like I kind of want a guy like that on the Canadian team because he's just like, I feel like he's such a good dressing room guy too. And like, I don't know, he's a good guy to have on your team. Keeps but, things light, but yeah. These are some unbelievable teams, and I'm so excited for the Olympics. These are these are some once in a lifetime teams right here, man. Yeah, I agree one thousand percent. But is there anything else you want to touch on for Olympics, or do you want to start wrapping up this show? Uh, we can start wrapping up. I just think it's getting me excited for yeah. for watching the Olympics, man. Like, yeah, it's gonna be one of the better ones, I think. Yeah, I think twenty ten was so good too, though. Like all those older guys on that team, like. Just but you crazy. you just look now at like we haven't seen McDavid in. A, Team Canada jersey for the Olympics yet, and, and neither are we seeing Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, like these guys are gonna be like, this is gonna be an unbelievable for... team. Kale McCarr. Oh, another defenseman I actually had in mind. Very hot take, but he's from he's from SD, played in DHA. Bowen Byram. Yeah, he, he's played pretty good this year, and he's I've on the Avalanche. Lot. He's on the Avalanche. He could pair with Kale McCarr maybe if they wanted to go that kind of route. But there are some better defensemen to choose from. But he is I young. just I just don't think he's ready yet. He's I young. He's young. He's young. Like, he, like how many years ago? Like, two years ago, he's playing double IHF for Team Canada, like in the juniors. Yeah. So, like, that's like a huge jump two years later to play for yeah. Team Canada. But he is playing at a He's he's a very good defenseman. Yeah, smaller, uh, smaller, but he's very good. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. I don't hate it at all. Just another hot take. I love taking those hot takes, man. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you just you because you, you know like stuff happens throughout the season. Some yeah. guys start underperforming. Some guys get hurt, and someone's got to step up. And that's just how good players are made, honestly, too. So yeah, hundred percent, no doubt. All right, so uh, this episode, we're starting a new segment here. I'm going to do it at the end of each episode. On this day in sports history. So November 22nd, we're recording. I got three things that have happened. So 57, Mickey Mantle wins his uh, was the AL MVP for the second time in his career, New York Yankee. 
1956, um, the Summer Olympics opened in Melbourne, Australia. It was the first time to be held outside of North America and Europe. I was going to say, though, Summer Olympics in November because Australia's summer is in this time, right? Yeah. That's so weird, man. Like, I know, right? What the heck? I was like, Summer Olympics in November? Wow, that the only place it could be, right? Yeah. <laughs> the only place it could be. Exactly. And last thing, 1965, Ali TKO's Floyd Patterson after 12 rounds to, goat. to, to defend his title. Goat. Absolute goat. He's T- Yeah, he's the goat. TKO's in the 12th round. Yeah. Those are the kind of fights you want to watch. On one hundred percent, because that's it. You you get what you are watching. You get the yeah. full twelve rounds, and you get a knockout. And that's exactly. just the way. That's the way Ali did it, man. One hundred percent. Emil, this is a hell of an episode. This is super it, fun. It's been super fun, man. Uh, where can the people find you? Social media. Uh, you can find me on, on. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Emil Emil underscore Tracy for Instagram, Twitter Emil Tracy underscore uh linkedin if you want as well just emil tracy and yeah you can find me on there i tweet almost every day about you know nba nhl those are kind of my go-tos and uh yeah it was great being on here man it's been a hell of a time yeah dude thanks for uh thanks for coming on it was heavy heavy canucks in montreal episode but you know we needed our therapy session for this fucking team this year so this was, the, the, this was a therapy session for the kids, yeah <laughs> it was we let it all out but the olympic roster update like that was a that was a fun that, segment we did so oh dude that was that's just lighthearted. you know like i can't yeah. wait it's just i cannot yeah. wait for the olympics i just hope everything goes smoothly because you never know especially with covid nowadays man like I just don't want anything to happen that can sabotage any of the NHL guys playing in the Olympics because that's how it already happened once. Don't yeah. want it to happen again. 100%. But you guys know where to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I uh, mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but once again, on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave, on Twitter at JevinLefave. Uh, left side heavy underscore. You can find that on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. YouTube channel, left side heavy, subscribe, ring the bell, like the videos, comment, be interactive. I'll be interactive as well. And be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps grow the show. And as for that, episode 69, that's a wrap. We'll see you next time.